Lindell TV is pleased to present the Sentinel Report with your host, Alex Newman. Alex has written for a wide array of publications in the United States and abroad. He currently serves as a contributor to Epoch Times and foreign correspondent and senior editor for the New American Magazine. Alex is the author of several books and has been a guest on countless radio and television programs and is a much sought after conference speaker. Alex is best known for his reporting and research that has exposed the dangers and agenda of globalism. As the father of five children, Alex is working to defend faith, family, and freedoms from the hostile philosophies and ideas that are contrary to the Bible and the United States Constitution. And now, here is your host, Alex Newman. Well, hello, everyone, and no surprise, I'm not Alex Newman. My name is Lynn Taylor, and I am being honored today with being the guest host for Alex here on the Sentinel Report. Now, why are you seeing me instead of Alex? Well, he is on his way to the California Eagle Forum's annual convention. And if you're in Southern California, get yourself there tomorrow from 9 to 5 p.m. It'll be at the Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. That's 4121 Warner Avenue, Huntington Beach, California. And the zip, if you need it for your maps, is 92649 other speakers, along with Alex, will include Seth Grubin of the White Rose Resistance, Brad Dawkins for the Pacific Justice Institute. So make sure, if you can, tomorrow, 9 to 5, go check out Alex at the California Eagle Forums Convention. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today on the Sentinel Report? We are going to be bringing your attention to the Senate bill currently known as the, hang on just a second, the Re, the, the Restrict Act, excuse me, and that is Senate Bill 686. So that is the Restrict Act. And what this particular uh, act will do is it is going to bring about draconian levels of First Amendment attacks our right to speech, our right to uh, gather information, our right to share information even. So I'm going to have a guest help me explain this today, but I wanted to start off with going through why this bill is even in existence. This bill is is sponsored by Senator Warren of Virginia, and we have lots and lots of co-sponsors on this bill as well. Now, we need to understand that Senator Warner from Virginia used to be the governor. He was governor from 2002 to 2006, and he's been in the Senate since 2008. He is also known as the co-founder for the Nextel communications. He currently sits as the chair of the Select Committee on Intelligence. He also sits on the Senate Finance, as well as Bank and Budget and Rules, and he also is a member of the Joint Committee for Libraries. Now, we'll get to why this is important with libraries in just a little bit, but I wanted to set that stage for you as well. If you look at Senator Warren's records on open secrets, you will find that he is funded by a lot of security and investment companies, real estate companies, and lobbyists, as well as lawyers. You'll also see that he is over banking, as well as housing and urban development in his role as leadership in the Senate. Of his 
political action committees. Big business is his number one contributor. So why would all this factor into the Restrict Act? Well, let me tell you what the Restrict Act stands for. It stands for restricting the emergence of security threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act. Now, let's think about how much technology impacts our every aspect of our lives. It is in our banking. It is in our housing. It is in our education. It is in our um, how we communicate with each other. So this is going to be huge. Now, while this particular bill sets up that it is supposedly supposed to target communication centering around China, Korea, Russia, and Bolivia, the unintended consequence or the collateral damage, if you will, is we the people. And why would I say that? Because this particular bill sets up an executive branch Orwellian overreach of more committees over everything that we do. It also will rope in the Patriot Act, and we know how much of a surveillance um, draconian measure that was for we the people. It also ropes in the FIPA, which was passed under President Trump, and that was the foundations for evidence-based policy making that allowed uh, infrastructure to change itself so that more data tracking of everything that we do come about. It also will tie into the USMCA or the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. And that, again, also has international committees that are making decisions for Americans outside of the Constitution. So there are several, several warning bills in this particular Restrict Act. And I wanted to let you know that this also will tie into the Executive Order 13526 or 50 U.S. Code 1361 that classifies what is national security and what is not. And as we've seen under the Patriot Act, let's think about this. We never had the uh, airport security that we did until the Patriot Act came about. And we know what an affront that is to our civil liberties as well as our personal freedoms. This will also go on to appoint leaders, especially through the U.S. Department of Commerce because there are some of the ones who are in uh, control of our communications. This will more than likely impact our federal communications board as well. But let's think about libraries, museums, because again, Senator Warren sits on a committee that has jurisdiction over our libraries. And I said we'd get to how this ties into libraries. This is directly, uh, in my opinion, and from what I've seen in research, uh, very much key to about the timing that we're seeing of the Hatchet versus Internet Archive or the Wayback Machine lawsuit. Now, that particular lawsuit is attacking our First Amendment through being able to access online books, online documents, online facts, online research. And if the Wayback Machine or Internet Archive is taken away from us, a lot of the fact-checking that we get to do will cease to exist. Therefore, our right to access of information will go away. This also will attack with this Restrict Act will also attack those in independent media and how much you can broadcast and what you broadcast. And some of the punishments, if you are uh, caught 
guilty under this particular restrict act will impose fines anywhere between $250,000 to over a million dollars and at least 20 years in prison just for exercising your first amendment right for accessing information, passing on information and communicating. So this is going to hit us from every level that we know of. And if you're concerned about education and the amount of data mining that goes on in it, this should certainly be something that you look at. So I would invite you to go to congress.gov Look up S-686. We have this link for you, and we can show this to you uh, when I introduce my guests, or we can do it right now. But be sure you click on where you read the text. Be sure you look at the co-sponsors, because while you may not live in Virginia where Senator Warner is, you will more than likely have a senator, since there are so many, who you could say, hey, we don't need this kind of Orwellian overlord in our communications. So with that, let's go to break. And then I'm going to bring back our guest who is going to lay out even more for us. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras' volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Are you concerned about your child's education? Are you considering removing your children from the failing public schools? Greater Than I Ministries can help by giving you 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Biblical Worldview video series and a free Home Educators Kit as a bonus for your purchase. This powerful video series will thoroughly equip you and your family with the truth that you need to fight the battle of ideas warring against our families. And our free Home Educators Kit will instantly connect you with the resources you need to take control of your child's education. Just go to gtimin.com and click the Buy Now button at the top. Choose the DVD or the streaming version. 
Then enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout for your 15% discount. That's gtimin.com. Click the Buy Now button at the top, choose the format you wish, and enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout to receive our free Home Educators Kit and 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Worldview video series. You'll be glad you did. Art, passion, visual adventure, value, investment. Visit us at CoralGablesArtGallery.com or call 786-284-2249. Hello and welcome back. And if you're just joining us, I am guest hosting for Alex today. My name is Lynn Taylor and this is the Sentinel Report. And we are talking about S-686, the Restrict Act. And if you are in Southern California and you don't have anything to do tomorrow, go check out Alex. He is there at the uh California Eagle Forum Convention. He'll be there from 9 to 5. That's at the Calvary Chapel of the Harbor, 4121 Warner Avenue, Huntington Beach, California, 92649. And you'll find other speakers from the White Rose Institute as well as the Pacific Justice Institute. But joining me to help lay out why this Restrict Act is such an affront to our Constitution and to our personal liberties is my teammate from the Liberty Bills, Miss Suzanne Hamner. Let me tell you just a little bit about Suzanne before I bring her on. She is a retired registered nurse of over 30 years experience. Since retirement, she has become an author and a watchdog for Freedom Outpost, the Sons of Liberty Media, and the DC Clothesline. She has taken her experience in healthcare and applied that to politics, current events, and constitutionality to face the issues that are all upon us today. And with her, this has brought her to the present day independent media on Hamner It Out, on Brideon, as well as with me on the Liberty Bells. You can find us on Rumble. And soon we will both be teaming up with TECN TV based out of Washington, D.C. to bring our new show, uh, armor up to uh, that particular network. So Suzanne, welcome so much for helping me explain to Alex's audience why Restrict should be run. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn, for having me. This bill is blatantly unconstitutional on, on more than just one front. And I don't think that if you didn't read the bill that you wouldn't get that you, right. you wouldn't really see that if you were just listening mm -hmm. to what is being said about the bill you wouldn't get the different areas of the constitution it impacts uh i'll give you one example which will go over several in this bill it says that it covers past transactions when they're talking about what is going on and that is uh, when you're talking about what what uh, the bill addresses, it's say, well, let me give you a good example. Okay. Say you, you have a piece of software that comes, say, from China. Everybody's using it. Well, once it hits that million user, it flags and it gets looked at. Once it gets looked at, if there is a 
discrepancy within a certain period of time, not the day they saw it, but a year prior to, right. that makes it, okay, You we're going to zing you for that. We're going to call this an activity that is against the law. That's called an ex post facto law. Okay. All right. Very that good. Means, so this is going to mean if I have a history on my computer that uh, the government can come in and say, well, this classifies as this particular uh, egregious thing that you've done. So therefore we have to, to punish you. Is that correct? It's possible. Okay. It's very possible. Okay. Um, and and I'll do, I don't know if anybody remembers the, uh, well, it's still out there. The uh, Russian cybersecurity company, Kapersky, they okay. have made consistently one of the strongest antivirus products. And this has been touted by several, you know, computer magazines, right. cybersecurity experts. Well, the United States didn't want anybody to have it because it's from Russia. It's from Russia. Right. They're an international company. They're headquartered in Russia. So they could come in and say, oh, you're using Kapersky. Well, the threshold is a million people. Well, you've got 500 million people that use Kapersky globally. So how many in the United States would use it? Because the government had everyone take Kapersky that was in government off the computers, even though it was a great cybersecurity um, program and it's right. software because they said they were garnering information from that. But for your regular user, I don't have any, you know, thing on my computer that's at the level of government secrets, but still you want to protect your information. But this is not differentiating between what, again, this puts it, well, actually it is differentiating, but it's mm -hmm. doing it at a government definition of what right. counts as something that's that's um, illegal and something that might be just, hey, Joe Blow is out here using his computer, doesn't know he's harming anybody, and then wham, he gets saddled with this. And as I said, it's starts mm -hmm. at, the fine start at $250,000. And you're right, this absolutely includes any U.S. citizen, because it does not say, oh, well, we're going to do this if you're in cybersecurity, or we're going to do this if you're in education. It's just that wide open language that we've seen so many times in federal legislation that leaves such a gray area. It's not so much what they're saying, but it's more than likely not what they're saying. Is that correct? That is correct. It also it also covers future transactions. Now, how are they going to know our future transactions? <laughs> They're going to be spying on you like they already are. Okay. They're going to have to increase a massive surveillance. So we're talking about a future transaction. That, okay. There's been no crime. So you could just say, okay, well, I may want to start this company where I bring in X, Y, and Z. And maybe that is on their target list. You haven't sold anything, but you potentially could. That's going to zing you. That's going to get you under the microscope because you haven't completed a transaction yet. Not a million people are using it. You haven't sold anything. You haven't done anything with it, but it's preemptive. They're going to and you Tag know, it before a violation occurs. Wow. And there's a, there is a U.S. law that has to do with our civil rights from 1981 
section 1983 and Tom DeWeese is the one who tutored me on this particular point. And this was, this was a, a section not only to ensure our civil rights, but our personal property and our personal liberties. And so it says in that particular section, and I'm paraphrasing that if someone has impeded on your rights, past, present, or future, that this particular section gives you the legal and constitutional framework to go after whoever is impeding on that right. And here was what was explained to me was that, let's say, okay, it, the government finds out that I'm doing what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm somehow misusing the internet and I'm under this particular law or act. I would not sue the government as a whole. I would need to go in according to what I've understood about this particular civil uh, rights law of 1981, section 1983, that I would need to make it personal and start naming every person in the government who had impeded my right. And people will probably hear this and go, well, why would you do that? It's going to be so much easier to go after the government as a whole. Well, here's the thing. They impeded on your personal liberty. You, in return, are going after them personally to punish them for impeding your personal right that was a God-given right. Because communication is given to us by God Almighty. And there should be no government out there censoring what we say, how we say it, or in sharing information. That's true. That's exactly right. And I don't think people understand this either, that this can also impact health care. And I know people can say, how, how is this going to, exactly. Yeah, how would that happen? That You're, you're going to find that in section five of this okay. bill, where it talks about biotechnology. Oh, synthetic wow. Biology. Okay. So think about um, artificial what would artificial hearts okay. think about um robotic surgery robotic surgery okay. the robots that do the, the machines that do that think about biotechnical equipment like for instance a heart valve oh wait a minute biometrics are used in our schools whether That's they're right. k through 12 higher education or or what bi yeah biometrics are huge that's part of that data mining mm -hmm. that goes on this also and i'm i'm sorry i don't have the particular section up but this also impacts our e-commerce yes as well as our banking Yes, it so does. we know that those things are already tracked for us, but this is going to increase it. And one of the things that I found really terrible about this particular restrict act or S 686 mm -hmm. was that they're going to slap this monetary fine on you, but they're not going to stop at that. They're going to go in and take your personal property, be it tangible or intangible. That should really set some people off on what in the world was whoever who wrote this bill thinking. I mean, we might as well be back in the, the Nazi SS regime where they were coming in and taking all our personal property away so they could come up and set up shop. Is that correct? That is correct. That is a violation, too, of your God-given rights where you are not to be assessed any excessive punishment. So when you're talking about 
20 years in jail for this. You're talking about the enormous fine. Then you're talking about the taking of all of your property. That would seem excessive when you look at the punishment for such crimes such as rape, kidnapping. That is certainly in excess of that. You also have a problem with it violating Section 8, uh, Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution. Right. And that is the Commerce Clause. And that is con Congress regulates commerce between the several states, foreign nations, and the Indian tribes. So you're looking at, we're not talking about internal communications between person to person. Mm -hmm. You're talking about uh, a, the movement of goods across the country to where inland states can get, ship their goods to a port to have that exported and not have to meet any resistance through the states. You're talking wow. about trade agreements. Okay. With foreign yeah. Nations. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. This particular bill sets up that we are further under the thumb of an international communication and technology mm -hmm. uh, framework. And so they get to also define who is okay to use the internet, and who isn't. And one of Sorry. the reasons why we wanted to bring up the hatchet versus internet uh, archive was because this is going after any online library. And so we have a website for you to see, and this is called, oh goodness, hang on. It is called Battle for Libraries. And this will give, this particular link will give you all the information about why you need to step up and help people understand that this not only is about libraries, but it's about access to all online information. And if you happen to live in the San Francisco Bay Area on April the 8th, they are going to have an in-person rally to bring attention to this. I would urge you to follow this particular case because while it just was um, cited under the Second Circuit of the New York uh, uh, Circuit Court, it's cited for the big publishers. And the big publishers are going after the online libraries because they're saying, well, we're missing out on all the profit that we can make. But think about this. You got a dude who sits in Congress, who sits on the Joint Committee for Libraries, and suddenly there comes this, the, there's this lawsuit. Now, it's not just suddenly. It's been, I think, in the works since 2022. But do you see the timing that's going on? This has to be connected somehow. It absolutely does. What do you say about all this? I don't think it's by coincidence at all. We're, we're talking about the limiting of the information, which mm -hmm. is getting to freedom of speech. It's getting to freedom of the press. Right. Uh, you're going to be, it's going to hit content creators, software, just little innocuous software that you use on your computer, your mobile device every day that you right. don't even think a thing about. Right. It's going to impact that. It's going to impact gamers, people who like to do online games. It's going to impact them as well. This is going to be the type of bill, should it get through, that right. is going to affect every single person in our great nation here. And on top of that, another thing that it does is it really expands the power of the president beyond what is constitutionally authorized to the point where he gets to make the ultimate decision of who, once they decide who's violated, he gets to say, oh, yep, that's right. 
let's just go ahead and they're going to have to dissolve everything and he sends it to the ag to be done oh my goodness yeah, of course, wow we're awesome. really talking totalitarian moves here yes we are and that's in section if you want to read the bill that's in section five now section okay. five is going to tell you everything that it affects and that's where i um discovered the biotechnology right. synthetic biology mm -hmm. as well as your, your your cell phone your simple cell phones mm -hmm. paypal it could affect paypal apple pay samsung pay any of those things that you use to electronically pay it can okay. affect that oh my goodness gracious holy smokes well <laughs> let me see is there anything that we have not covered about this particular um nightmare of a bill <laughs> well you already covered it it in order to do this right they're going to have to really we're already all being surveilled now we're all absolutely being tracked, we are. but mm -hmm. it's going to increase it to the nth degree at this point absolutely well my goodness gracious okay so this is going to set up the secretary of commerce to be in charge mm -hmm. it's going to use past laws uh, to embed them. And, you know, we saw this under the Every Student Succeeds Act. A lot of people said, oh, well, it got rid of no James O'Keefe. No, it codified it. It codified the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 as well. It Anything that had passed between 65 and 2015 when Every Student Succeeds Act was put into place uh, was codified. It wasn't done away with. Common Core was not done away with when Every Student Succeeds Act. We know that uh, the biggest entities in the federal government who are all unconstitutional uh, in the order that I'm going to list them got a big power surge through this and it will connect into technology and that is health and human services, labor, and education. Now every one of those are unconstitutional. And when you look at the infrastructure that is woven in through our education system, if you look at the infrastructure that is woven into our transportation system through our states, through our labor departments, you have already said health and human services. If you think about welfare, if you think about, um, oh, goodness, what else is there that, that I haven't brought up? Uh, agriculture. Yes, the agriculture. Uh, what else? You've got the transportation, the movement of goods across. Yeah the nation that's going to affect and it's all being done under uh national security now if you read the constitution there's no national security mentioned right. in there but i want to everybody to know and you can check this for yourself online if you just go in there and put in a search the united states we are under approximately 33 national security emergencies one still in effect goes all the way back to the carter administration well if memory serves me there was one law that this is going to impact that i think goes all the way back to the 40s is that correct i do believe so yes i think so oh my goodness well so this is really something that if you've not looked into we would urge you as as concerned citizens uh, no matter where you are, to look up S-686, it is the Restrict Act, and again, that stands for Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technologies Act. So you and I as everyday citizens don't risk technology, we don't risk information, but this assumes that we do. So instead of us having the right to be 
innocent till proven guilty, this is going to throw us all in the bucket of we're guilty and there is no innocence. That would be the exact assumption or the exact analysis that I came to as well. The conclusion oh, I drew. Oh my goodness. Well, I really don't know what to say other than start looking at who's co-sponsoring this. Start looking at some of the groups that these co-sponsors are tied to. Go back and look at the groups that Senator Warner is tied to, and you'll see, oh, okay, you'll see that this is really going to impede every one of us in our First Amendment. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you later. Go find Alex. They're in Huntington Beach tomorrow at uh, tomorrow, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And thanks so much. I'm Lynn Taylor, Common Core Diva. Looks like you've been sleeping well.